Hello again. This is Drew Allen, the Millennial Minister of Truth. Tomorrow is July 4th. It's our nation's most important national holiday. The day we celebrate our independence from Great Britain and the birth of our nation. Americans, of course, have been celebrating Independence Day since the Revolutionary War. General Washington, who would become, of course, our first president, issued his troops double rations of rum to celebrate the occasion. While the war had yet to be won, the American colonists had already declared themselves free with the signing of the Declaration of Independence. They were free from tyranny because they chose to be free. After we officially won our independence from Great Britain, Americans continued to celebrate Independence Day each year. Political leaders, as a matter of fact, used the annual occasion to create a feeling of unity in the nation. You can't say the same thing today. Gallup didn't exist back then. There isn't any polling data to measure the pride and patriotism felt by these early Americans. But one could presume that feelings of American pride ran high. After all, they had just sacrificed their lives and sacred honor to achieve what no civilization had before. They started a country from scratch and created this revolutionary document. We call it the U.S. Constitution, a legal contract, which for the first time placed limits on the powers of the government. And it asserted that the citizenry was master and those in government servants. But since then, something has gone terribly awry. The U.S. government and politicians restrained by constitutional limits on their power and clearly designated as servants of we the people, the citizenry, now view themselves masters and we the people as their servants. More troubling, many citizens, predominantly Democrat voters, likewise demand, actually, that the government assume greater control over their own lives, seize their freedom, and treat them as slaves. Please rescind my right to bear arms. Please eliminate the right to free speech. Please take away my gas-powered car and gas stove. Please, please force me, government, to wear a mask and tell me when and where I can eat, which stores I can shop in, and mandate, please mandate the COVID vaccine. The responsibility of making a decision is just too much to bear. Freedom requires too much responsibility. Just, just tell me what to say and what to think and lead me through this life like Jill Biden and the Democratic Party lead our brain-dead President Joe Biden on and off the world stage. That's what many Democrat voters seem to say today, these Americans, in name only, are lazy. They would rather be slaves than free men because freedom requires both hard work and risk and responsibility. Still, you'd think these Americans would be the most proud of any American to be American. The, the U.S. rewards failure and it gives unprecedented opportunity to even the least qualified and stupidest among us. I mean, take the current president. He's a failed father and human being. His son, Hunter Biden, has been paying his bills for over a decade. Joe Biden is the dumbest president in American history. Previously, he was the dumbest U.S. senator in American history. He should be in prison, but instead he's the leader of the free world. His own daughter, Ashley Biden, wrote that he showered inappropriately with her when she was a young girl. That's not defamatory, by the way. His own daughter made the accusation in her own diary. Is Joe Biden a pedophile? 
what what exactly did Ashley Biden mean? For some reason, the media was never curious. The vice president, Kamala Harris, she's the dumbest vice president in U.S. history. In fact, she may be even dumber than Joe Biden. I'm not certain. Even Democrat voters rejected her when she ran for the Democrat nomination for president in 2020. Harris may be the only woman alive even more unlikable than Hillary Clinton. Katanji Brown Jackson is the dumbest Supreme Court justice in U.S. history. She famously stated that she couldn't define a woman because she's not a biologist. It's no surprise that she also can't read the U.S. Constitution. She repeatedly fails to even refer to the Constitution when delivering her own judicial opinions in matters of the Constitution. Again, you would think that these wholly unqualified Democrats who have been given professional and political opportunities that they didn't even earn would be America's strongest cheerleaders. A man who graduated nearly dead last in his law class as the president of the United States. A woman whose greatest prior achievement was having an affair with the former mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, and who locked up record numbers of blacks for marijuana possession is the vice president. A woman who can't define a woman is sitting on the highest court of the land, tasked with issuing rulings that impact the lives of over 300 million U.S. citizens. Strangely, these very Americans who have been rewarded rather than penalized for their ineptitude are the greatest American haters. How ungrateful can you be? Well, in America, Democrats are rewarded because they hate America, not in spite of it. It's a grift. The more you hate America and express that disapproval, the greater the reward, at least in the Democratic Party. So we know why they don't like America. Their political power is derived from such hatred. But what about Democrat voters? Why do they hate America? While we don't have polling data to confirm the patriotism of early Americans, we do have polling data to confirm the lack of patriotism felt by current Democrat voters. A recent Gallup poll found that just 29% of Democrats are extremely proud to be American. This is compared to 60% of Republicans who say they are extremely proud. Is it because Democrat voters wrestle with their own role in perpetuating slavery and racism throughout American history? Does their guilt prevent them from feeling patriotic? After all, it was Republicans who fought against Democrats in the Civil War to abolish slavery. It was Democrats who then established Jim Crow laws to perpetuate racism after blacks were freed. It was then Democrats who opposed civil rights legislation for decades, repeatedly obstructing laws that would have made lynching illegal, for example. That's right, Democrats fought for the right to hang blacks by their necks until they were dead. It was the Democrat Lyndon Baines Johnson who famously sabotaged Republican President Eisenhower's civil rights legislation in the 1950s. He didn't want blacks to be able to vote. Johnson, that is. It was Republicans who overcame a Democrat majority, a supermajority, which filibustered the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Republicans overcame that to ensure its passage. Sadly, Democrats' lack of enthusiasm for America can't be attributed to their racist history because Democrats pretend this history doesn't even exist. In fact, they've rewritten history. They've convinced themselves that Republicans are the racists and they're the champions of equality. 
The Supreme Court, of course, recently ruled to end affirmative action at universities in the United States. The left's outraged response only affirmed their own inability to overcome their historically racist attitudes. Not yours and mine, their own. Blacks can't succeed without affirmative action, they screamed. They can't succeed on their own. They're not smart enough. This is the same party that claims that blacks are too lazy and stupid to go to the DMV and get a driver's license to vote. So again, why are Democrats not proud to be American? And while just 29% of Democrats are extremely proud to be American, I wonder what percentage are proud to be Democrats. Gallup should do a poll. I'd be curious to see the results. Democrats aren't proud to be American because Democrats are deeply dissatisfied and unhappy people. They're angry. It's a mental issue. It's not a problem with the country. It's a problem with their brains. The problem is between their ears, not between the Pacific and Atlantic oceans. After Democrats elected America's first half-white president, Barack Hussein Obama, just 45% of Democrats said they were extremely proud to be American, according to the same Gallup poll polling. 47% of Democrats had been extremely proud the year before Obama's election. In 2015, after Obama had been elected twice, 47% of Democrats said they were extremely proud to be American. If electing the first half-white president twice to virtue signal that you aren't a racist couldn't improve the attitude of Democrats toward America, then perhaps the issue isn't America. Democrats are incapable of happiness because their malaise is tied to their blind support of the Democratic Party. Happy people don't vote for Democrats because the Democratic Party only sows discontent. America is a horrible place. Vote for us to make it less horrible, is the Democrat message. Except that Democrats also acknowledge that America can't ever be a great country. Barack Obama said as much even after he was elected. He told podcaster Mark Maron in 2015, what is also true, Obama said, is that the legacy of slavery, Jim Crow discrimination in almost every institution of our lives, you know, that casts a long shadow. And that's still part of our DNA that's passed on. We're not cured of it. Our DNA, who was responsible for slavery, Jim Crow, and discrimination? It wasn't Republicans. It was Democrats. But imagine voting twice to prove you weren't racist, only to be told by Obama, who you virtue signaled and voted for to prove that you weren't a racist, that you could never be cured of your racism. America is a great country. That's a fact. But the Democratic Party's political livelihood is tied to perpetuating a lie that America sucks and only Democrats can fix it. Except Democrats also claim America can never be fixed. Why would any American support a party which admits they can't solve the very problems they claim exist? Problems that Democrats coincidentally have created in the first place. Well, the good news is that Americans don't have to accept this false and harmful attitude towards America. The only thing standing in our way of pride and patriotism is ourselves. On July 4th, we should all celebrate the birth of America because we are all Americans. That's why it's such a unique and special holiday. It's an opportunity for unity. Americans have fought and died to grant us this inheritance. Their sacrifice is worth celebrating. This country is worth celebrating. So like the American revolutionaries, 
It's time to make this decision to be free. The decision to be grateful, the decision to be proud. I know I am. I'm certainly proud to be American.